on this day, this dark day, the battle that had been in the background since Jesus was born came to a head. And he hung upon a cross. And the world mocked him. If you are the Son of God, then come down from that cross. And the voice belonged to the religious authorities. And the voice belonged to the scholars. And the voice belonged to the crowds. And the voice belonged to the soldiers. And the voice belonged to the thief on his right hand and his left hand. And the voice belonged to you and to me. If you are the Son of God, then come down from that cross. But we've heard those words before. Way back at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, He was baptized in the river Jordan and the skies opened up and the Holy Spirit like a dove descended and the voice from heaven said, This is my Son. In Him I'm well pleased. And then He went into the desert where He was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. If you are the Son of God, then turn these stones into bread. If you are the Son of God, then cast yourself down and God will send the angels to save you. If you are the Son of God, if you believe it, if you don't doubt it just a little bit, then prove it. Isn't that what religion is for? Stones into bread? The power for good? If you are the Son of God, then why doesn't anyone follow you? If you are the Son of God, then why are you upon that cross? So often in paintings and sculptures and artwork, Satan, the devil, the tempter, is depicted as a red creature with horns and a tail and a pitchfork. But as we know too well, often that tempter is that voice inside of us. That small voice saying, you're not good enough. That small voice saying, you are not what you say. That small voice saying, if you are the Son of God. If Jesus shared in our full humanity then he would not be immune from this small voice. And maybe it wasn't just the sneering crowds that said this to him. 
But maybe it was that still, silent voice in the back of his mind. If you are, then. If you are the Son of God, you will do this. If you are the Son of God, you have the power to overcome. And Jesus must have shared in these doubts. After all, the night before, he prayed, Lord, take this cup from me. And he felt alone. And he felt abandoned. And he cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? What if this is the final temptation of Christ? In Mark's account of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness, Satan tempts him three times. And then he withdraws until an opportune time. And this is that time. What other time to tempt someone when they are at their lowest, their weakest, when they are most likely to be broken? And so Jesus is tempted. If you are the Son of God, you wouldn't be hanging there. If you were the Son of God, come down from that cross. And maybe Jesus wonders just for a second, what if I got this all wrong? What if I misinterpreted my baptism? What if what I thought I heard was the call of God was really just delusions in my head? What if I'm a failure? A fraud. Most of his disciples had deserted him, had turned on him, had denied him. And he hung between two common thieves. But just as in the wilderness, Jesus did not give in to the temptation. Jesus heard the doubts and he banished them. Jesus heard that small whisper, if you are the Son of God, and he proclaimed, I am the Son of God. Like Job, he could have just cursed God and prayed and hoped for death. But he didn't either. Instead, he hung there and said nothing and did nothing. But sometimes inaction is the biggest action of all. And his his inaction on that cross is his final divine defiance. It's saying no to all those thoughts 
that plagued him, all those doubts that haunted him. It's saying no to the people cheering and yelling and screaming at him from the crowd. It's saying no to the questions of where is God in this darkness, in this pain, and saying to yes to the fact that God works even in the darkness and even in the pain. And that God was working in that pain. In his pain. That's why we call this Good Friday. Because Jesus overcame that final temptation. And he did so by admitting defeat. And by letting himself hang on the cross as his life dripped from his body. Drop by excruciating drop. And in his defeat, he claimed victory. Not just for himself, but for all of us. Amen. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A bowl of vinegar stood there, so they put a sponge full of the vinegar on hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.